Hi, I'm Ellen. My book collection's so deep, it's layers thick. You like that, ladies? Call me. Hi, I'm Jaslyn. I have a really big Radiohead collection. <laughs> you like that, ladies? Call me. <laughs> I have a boyfriend, so. Oh. She's a girlfriend, so. I can't flip the microphone anymore. <laughs> And this is High Expectations! Okay, so today we are starting our series called Sorry, You're Wonderful. Sorry, You're Wonderful. You're Wonderful. Sorry, though. Oh, okay. You're just a bit dumb. Sorry, You're Wonderful? <laughs> okay, so um, I'm up first, and I've decided... <laughs> Well, first off, I was going to read out my travel diary for when I was 15 with my first boyfriend, but then I realized I was disgusting, and I got partway through 50 Reasons Why I Love You, and I decided I could not possibly <laughs> read that shit out. Oh, God. It was also rather boring for most of it. Like, I put in everything. I even... It's kind of like a scrapbook, and I, like, stuck in, like, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups wrapper I had and stuff. I don't know. I used to be obsessed with Reese's peanut butter cups. It was very boring. Anyway, um, I've been writing letters to myself since 2001. I'm 26, so in 2001 I was nine. Oh, mm-hmm. so sweet. And it says, look inside. And then, like, every year, or every year I'd written in it, I'd put Ellen 2001, 2002, 2003, and I'm assuming four. And then it says, calling Ellen 2005. For Ellen 2007, and I just wrote one, so for 2000, Ellen 2018. Brilliant. Okay, so, the first thing, it's in this, like, Winnie the Pooh envelope, because I assume I used to have a Winnie the Pooh letter set. Should we post a picture on our action team? Yes, absolutely. Brilliant. <laughs> it's got some stickers on it. I've made a little pocket out of tape, and inside is a little note to myself from Ellen 2001, with a stamp on it, with a ladybird. Hi, how are you? Just a note. You're cool. <laughs> this is the drawing of my flag. It's got like four parts and a star in the middle. And one part's like a heart. I assume it's love. And then a paw for pets because I really liked animals. A peace sign and a music sign because I liked to sing. That's still pretty relevant. Yeah. And that's a picture of me. Aww. <laughs> it's so on point. <laughs> My hair's a bit too curly, I feel, but... And I'm giving myself a hug, I guess. Or maybe it's just a picture of a girl. And then there's another one that says, Hello Kitty rules, okay? Ellen. And there's a picture of Hello Kitty. Yeah. Alright, so this is getting into the meat of it. It's like a little notebook, and it's covered in so many different stickers. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Um, Chicks Rock. Lots of stars and random pieces of cake and stuff. <laughs> Drew Barrymore. <laughs> yeah, very early 2000s. Okay, and it just says Ellen in the front. Alright, I think it's for Ellen 2004. Yes, it's from Ellen in 2003, so I was 12. Ellen 2004. Look after Basil goals. One, be nice to sister. Two, write four more songs. Three, make lots more friends. And look after Beano Comics plus all other. Oh, and goal four. Finish Watership Down. Give kids, so this is my future children, right. <laughs> Paddington's, so toy Paddington bears, 
Victoria, which is the name of one of my toys. I can't remember which mm. one. Bunny, Ted, Dalmatians, Curry, which is a polar bear I still have <laughs> somewhere. Woof Woof, Marmalade and Candy, Felix and Sun, because I had a Felix toy and a little Sun who's over there on the bed. Roxy and Mulberry. Ellen Walker, 2003. Cute. <laughs> a bit sad that the things you want to give your future children you don't remember exactly who they are now (laughs) i think the idea was actually i really loved my soft toys but i was getting to that age where you kind of don't really play with soft toys anymore right because i was yeah i was 12 but i i played with soft toys way beyond the time you were supposed to play with soft toys I t- as I've told Jaslyn in the past, like I just used to make up little like stories for them. They were all related and all in relationships, and there was a whole community. And my soft toys to me were like just my favorite thing. I had about seventy when I was a kid. Wow. I really collected them up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and now I I still have quite a few. So that's Doggo up there. Aww. It's hard for me to let go of them just because they were so important to me when I was a kid. Yeah. So I thought I think I thought that if I wrote a list of them, then I would be obliged to keep them and therefore not give them away. Many of which I do still have. Good. <laughs> Look after Basil. Basil's my childhood dog. So he was oh. also really... Dogs are obviously really important to me for my whole life. I now have my own dog, which would blow my 12-year-old mind. I'd be very, very stoked with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and be nice to sister. I think it's really cute. My, yeah. my sister and I... We weren't the best of friends growing up. Maybe I'll put it that way. We fought a lot and drove my mum crazy. So I think in my heart of hearts, I really did want to be friends with my sister. And I have a lot of memories of like trying to gain her favour by tidying up her bedroom and things mm-hmm. like that. She's like, I'll pay you 20 bucks. Nah, just kidding. Once I'd finished cleaning the room. But I kind of just did it out of the kindness of my heart. It wasn't really yeah. about the money. Aww. Yeah. Yes, we had. So the second one is write formal songs. So yeah, even when I was a kid, I used to write songs. And my most like famous one amongst my cousins, etc., was a song called Why Do I Cry? Oh. <laughs> oh my god. I think I wrote it when I was about 11, and it was exactly what it sounds like. It was about being sad. Aww. And why do I cry? <laughs> you should revive it. I might be able to find it because I actually have I held on to everything really I might be able to find it listeners who don't know Ellen's a really good songwriter oh but she never releases anything no (laughs) I've been meaning to because I've got this microphone and I've got the recorder now but I just haven't gotten around to it number three make lots more friends still my goal basically I remember being quite a lonely kid. It used to bother me a lot. And I think kids are dicks. Like, they are. They are dicks. They're growing and changing, and they're like, actually, I don't like you anymore. And it just happened to me over and over again where I'd make a close female friend. And then she'd just suddenly ditch me. And it used to be something that bothered me so much that I'd keep them in my head. I'd be like, then Laura ditched me, then Jill ditched me, then Jasmine ditched me, then so-and-so ditched me. Even up throughout high school, I'd continue this list. So it would be from when I was nine up until like 16. I would count through all of these different women who had abandoned me. And it just made me really like hard. It was hard for me to trust people. I thought they were always going to abandon me. And it was something that really bothered me. And I used to beat myself up about a lot. It's intense. That's what it was like for me as a kid. I wow. It really bothered me. I'm sorry. Should I not have shared that? 
I know. Getting real real. I remember my first friend that stopped being my friend abruptly. We went to high school together, actually, and her name was Jasmine. I don't give a shit about um, burning her because she was nine, and I'm sure she's great now, but at nine, we hung out with in a group of the three of us, probably right around this time or maybe a little bit younger. No, I think I was 10, so a little bit younger. And we thought, like, genuinely believed we were witches. <laughs> we hung out in a little coven, and we thought we had magic. And <laughs> Suhue was our other friend. Yeah. I was quite a bossy kid. And very weird. Like, I, it also came up with my whole own religion. Like, if you when you died, you went to a place called Peace World, which is basically just a rip-off of heaven, but way better. And there were, like, lots of animals there, and I was, like, the queen, basically. I think it was an escapist thing, because I was like, well, you know, being a kid and growing up is awkward and hard, and there's lots of heartache, mm. but when I die, I'm going to be the queen of Peace World. So I just have to, like, hold up through this life, and in the afterlife, I will have a chill, awesome time. Oh my God. Well, I hope you get the peace world. <laughs> Thank you. And the other thing was, like, our arch nemesis was this thing we called the mask. Not to be confused with Jim Carrey's The Mask. It was a very scary art piece that was on display in the house just behind the shed at the Ridgeway School, which is my primary school, playing field. And so if we went behind there, the mask would steal our powers Wow. And I had so much genuine fear for the mask. I believed with just like full force of belief that the mask really did have evil black magic. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> um, but wow. yeah. So what happened with Jasmine was that I guess, I don't know, she didn't like that I was being too bossy or I felt like I was the leader. And we were also really into Powerpuff Girls and I thought that I was the blossom. So the natural born leader. And she didn't really like the way that I led, I don't think. And she was beginning to get really annoyed with just my general mannerisms. This is why, as a grown-up, I'm like, am I really annoying and somebody you don't want to be friends with? Because as a kid, this just kept happening to me. But the way that she communicated that she didn't want to be friends with me anymore was heartbreaking. And to this day, I can just see it really vividly in my mind. Um, when we were 10, we had the last classroom in a whole row of classrooms. And there was a big platform leading up to the classroom with a yeah. bunch of pillars. And we'd sit between the pillars at lunch. So the three of us sat down as we normally did. And there'd be some stirrings that I was annoying Jasmine. She'd walked off at one point, And then everything kind of seemed normal the next day. When you're a kid, you expect people to just get over things. But we sat, all sat down. But then she moved along one. And I thought, oh, maybe we're in the sun and she doesn't like it here and she'd like us to move to another side. Mm. So I followed her as did Suhoi and we both sat with her. Then she moved again. And it was like okay. to say, I don't want to sit with you. And that's how, and from that day forward, she stopped talking to me. And that's how I knew she didn't want to be friends. It's so harsh. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the first real time that I got mm. really hurt by somebody in my memory. It's so young to be hurt like that. Mm. And, like, from that point forward, I was always like, oh, friendships are tenuous. I have to, you know, kind of walk on eggshells. And when they end, it really hurts. And that's true, though. Every time friendships end, it really does hurt. It does. It hurts for me in some ways more than romantic relationships. Or it's the friendship I, I lose from the romantic relationships that makes me sad. Yeah. But that's my story. Okay. <laughs> I make lots more friends. <laughs> And look after Beano Comics was my other goal because I was very obsessed with Beano Comics. Mm -hmm. They have since all been thrown away. I'm sorry, Ellen. Mm -hmm. And four, finish Watership Down, which I did, but only many, many, many years later. 
And um, okay. you know about my list of toys. Yeah. Cool. I'm very sad about the Dalmatians. I had these six little, tiny little Dalmatians in our merch from the 101 Dalmatians. And I just loved them and played with them over and over again. But um, they went moldy and we had to throw them out. <laughs> sad. It is sad. Sorry, 2003 Alan Walker. Yeah. I think she'd be quite disappointed not all of these goals were fulfilled, but I don't know. I'm fine with it. <laughs> Where have we got next? When's this from? Maybe it's from 2004 or 2005, so... We'll see if we, we, we can work it out from what you say. Okay. Dear Ellen of the future, I'm not going to tell you about your weight, and I couldn't spell weight, so I scratched it out mm-hmm. and wrote it again, and I spelled it wrong, because you probably can't get off your fat ass... And don't forget this life is a window. You have to turn the curtains before you look outside. Wow, deep. (laughs) There is nowhere but to look down from when you're up. Goals. Lose five kgs. Two. Eat less. Three. Keep on looking out for yourself. But yourself is not your sloth. P.S. You actually completed... Three out of four goals from last year. Okay, so this was 2004. Okay. And I was 13. Keep it up! E. Walker. Wow, how do you feel about that one? When I was reading through this recently, I this one and the next letter is so hard on my weight. I gained weight when I was about eight, and especially around the ages of 13 to 14, I just thought my body was disgusting. Yeah. So a lot of these letters, unfortunately, are beating myself up about my weight. Which has been a long journey, and it goes a lot to explain why I struggle mm. with my body now. But it's yeah. quite cool to look back from a body positive place and be like, actually, I'll have you know, 13-year-old Helen, <laughs> that having a fat body is just as valid as having a not-so-fat body. Yeah, exactly. And what have you done this weekend in terms of getting off your, quote, <laughs> fat ass? <laughs> and that's the thing, like, I love healthy foods now and fruit and vegetables and being really active. Um, whereas a kid, I don't think that I realized, you know, that my love for that. And mm. so I would just feel bad about my body and that would just encourage me to just continue to not look after it. Yeah. Yeah. So how many hours of walking outside have you done in the last couple of days? I'm really unsure. Um, maybe like six or seven. Let's go with seven. <laughs> seven hours of walking down the bushes. Yeah. So take that, you little bitch, from <laughs> 2005. <laughs> See, 13-year-old me is a bitch. Nah, I think 15-year-old me is the worst, which is next. Okay. Keep on looking for yourself. Looking for yourself. Mm-hmm. I'll keep looking for yourself. Looking for yourself. Have you not found yourself at the time? I guess not. Have you found yourself now? Are you comfortable with who you are? Yeah, definitely. Good. <laughs> Tick. You did it. <laughs> ah, and it also says lose five kgs, and I have, oh, yeah. over the last few years, lost 20, but... Kind of getting it back, but, you know. Screw you, 13-year-old Ellen. Yeah, she didn't say don't get it back. She has to lose it. <laughs> she didn't have that foresight. <laughs> All right. I'm pretty sure this is from either 15... Yes, 15-year-old me. In advance, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I'm going to be... I'm going to completely read it out as it's written down on the page. Okay. Hello, Ellen. It is me, Ellen. He he. I am very happy now that you remember you had a tough year when my sweet Basil, in brackets, my first love. 
my dog. Passed away. The only thing I expect from you in the future is to be happy with who you are because you only are one person. Work hard, eat well, exercise, and always smile. Look after my Andrew. (laughs) I love him. He is my little ray of light. And even if he is not important to you now in future, he's not. (laughs) Sorry, Andrew. (laughs) He is very important to me. Also, be nice to all of your mates. They really are a funny group of friends. Goals for you are work hard and achieve. Oh, sorry. One, work hard and achieve. Two, look after sweet Andrew. Almost as much as he looks after you. Hee hee. Wow. This is so cringe. (laughs) Three, eat right and exercise. Four, help others. Five, be happy more than you are sad. My goals aren't too hard. Work at them... Or next year they will say this. One, cure world hunger. Two, become skinnier than a pin. Three, eat your own body weight in Cheerios. Not really sure how I could do both of those things (laughs) at the same time. It's very impossible. So don't be a bitch. And remember, I love Andrew. Write more next year. I want to point out that's in all caps and underlined. (laughs) (laughs) Write more next year. From well, dot, 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 you, Ellen, 2006. Let's break this down. You had a boyfriend called Andrew. Yes. He was your sweet Andrew. Yeah. And you loved him. And I wanted to look after him almost as much as he looked after me. I do like the fact that you would you did have the foresight to think that you might not be with him forever. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's good, I guess. There's there's another leader in there that's like also recognizing I'm not going to be with that person forever, <clears throat> which maybe says something. I don't know. Mm. Maybe I was certain it wasn't like right or something. I don't know. Deep yeah, down. when you're at a certain age, it's less common to be with him forever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's cool. So we still giving yourself grief about. Eating right and exercising. Yes, yeah. Smiling more. <laughs> you should smile more. You should smile more, Ellen. <laughs> and you would like you better if you smiled more. <laughs> oh no! What was the other thing I was gonna say? <laughs> I don't even remember who my friends were, but I do remember that this year was when my parents separated. And then that's when I got my first boyfriend, and he just completely distracted me. And I think that that's why... I mean, you know, first love's really intense. Yeah, it is. Embarrassingly intense. I think that's where I really clung to it. Because my sense of, like, relationships and their stability mm. had really shifted after my parents hadn't been they able would, to work it out. Yeah. yeah. Did you get with Andrew before Basil died? I can't remember. But it was definitely sort of around the same time. I remember my dad had moved out. That's right. He was very, very upset and cried a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Still like that. Very obsessed with dogs. But yeah, I'd hit Basil from when I was seven until, yeah, 15, I guess. So he was a big, big part of my life at the time. Yeah. Mm. What's we got there? (laughs) I say, don't be a bitch. Don't be a bitch, Alan. (laughs) Be happy more than you are sad. I feel like that's like, well, just chill. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's also almost one of the saddest lines. Like you, you're probably sad quite a lot, and it was bothering you. Yeah. I'd be happy more than you're sad. Not more sad more than you're happy. <laughs> oh, not teenage angst. <laughs> Eat your own body weight and Cheerios. <laughs> now, is that the cocktail sausages? Yeah. Not the cereal. Not the cereal, but definitely the cocktail sausages, the ones that you got at birthday parties. Yeah, little red sausages. I don't know if they have them all throughout the world, but they're very common at New Zealand yeah. children's parties. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do a reenaction of that part in terms of the emphasis that you think you, you wrote down? I love Andrew. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> Okay. Oh my god. Thanks. We leave 15 year old Ellen behind. The travel journal was also written by 15 year old Ellen. So. Amazing. Lots of, lots of references to Sweet Andrew. Lots of references to Sweet Andrew. Where did you go with him? Hey? Where did you travel with him to? England. Oh, oh but he. Oh, so if he travelled somewhere, I would write in it while he was away. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was like, I miss you so much. I'm right. so ready. Gotcha. It was it's very boring. I thought it was going to be more entertaining, but no. This is actually way better. <laughs> You've been introduced to pre-teen Ellen and teenage Ellen. And thank fuck, teenage Ellen didn't think to keep writing letters to herself. <laughs> Except for maybe 19-year-old Ellen. So this is a huge jump to my first year of university. Dear Ellen, I have finally reached my first year university. It has turned out to be the best experience of my little life so far. I may have grown up a bit. You tell me... You tell me, but I still hold the same fantasy to become a writer. Nothing else quite fits the same. With so many thoughts in my head, I must write them out to keep me sane. I have come to the realisation that I am quite an unreliable writer. My stories are abandoned half-drafts, accumulating towards a pile of unlimited potential. My theory is that I'm not quite ready yet. It's probably not a matter of writing in a linear way, as my thoughts are disjointed and don't connect to make a story. So I'm preparing for the break, for the breakthrough. Friendship is also a good theme. That is my current state of mind. I hope this was the base to where you are now. Ellen 2000. So yeah, I think I was 19. What I think is really cool about this letter is just like, well, I mean, it's been four years. So there's that huge jump in terms of, you know, education yeah and my handwriting's gotten a lot nicer and you know it's I'm not very smart so (laughs) there's a lot longer words used and I can you can it's definitely like this is my first year university and and when you're at university the doors are opening up and you're realizing that the world is this huge place full of all of these different ideas that you never even thought of that's right so I think it's definitely kind of a coming of age letter and also just very aspirational in terms of saying I really want to write but I think back then I was like, I have a lot of desire to do it, but I have no idea how to go about it, which is what I'm trying to communicate. Whereas now I know how to go about it and just procrastinate and don't get around to it. But I have written 30,000 words towards a novel I never intend to publish, but that's practice. And that's where I'm at now. I'm like, I do need to practice before I can write anything of any mm-hmm. real quality. Yeah, sure. And I've written lots of zines. So writing is still a huge part of my life, but I've kind of let myself off the hook in terms of like, this is what you have to do to make money. Because I think mm. we've talked about it before. Like the things that we enjoy doing in life, we don't make any money off. We don't make any money off making this podcast. It's just, no, it's our passion. Yeah. And that's how I feel about writing as well. It's kind of taken the back seat to like 
craft making and podcasting and comedy and but yeah just always making and creating things and that's what I'm doing now so I'm not a world famous writer I'm sorry 19 year old Ellen at 26 but I enjoy my life and I create things all the time awesome still not sitting on my ass (laughs) do you have anything to say about that I think you summed it up pretty well I mean that the same kind of thing happens with songs. We start to write the song and you kind of like come back to it. And, yeah. yeah. But now I've realized like I might just get inspiration and then write something down and then leave it. But then mm. later on I'm like, oh, I want to write a zine. I wonder if I have anything I can contribute to that. And then yeah. the last, not the last scene I made, but the one before that, I just took all of these poems off my phone because I already had yeah lots of things to use already. Yeah, like I did that with a poem that I submitted to a collect thing. I need something on this genre. What have I got in my archives? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that works together. That works together. Let's make a new poem. Yeah. Because you kind of see stuff that you're like, let's cringe now, but that part's good. Yeah. So you, may see, you might find the same thing if you find that song, like, Why I Cry or something. Yeah. You might be like, well, those verses are terrible, but the chorus is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're all building blocks towards what you ultimately consider your best work yeah it's so hard I think it's really hard to be a good writer I think that it just takes so much good at anything it takes so much practice it does but now I feel like I'm a lot more confident in what I want to do than I was then but yeah I'm sorry I'm still working a day job but that's okay (laughs) sorry past Ellen I think the difference between that Ellen and this Ellen is that I don't really care I'm, I've let myself off the hook. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say let myself off the hook. I've taken the pressure off because mm. I don't think anyone got famous by being like, I'm definitely going to be famous. I'm going to concentrate on this and that's all I'm going to do. I don't really think that's actually how success comes about. Like, you've got to have drive and determination and really want it. Mm. But at the same time, if you beat yourself up that you haven't already got there, then you'll never really get there because you'll just be like, oh, well, it's too hard. I can't do this. Rather than like, you know what? No, just keep trying and then see what works. I mean, I've never become worldwide famous or you know super successful in quotation marks in anything but I think this podcast is a huge success and it's connected us Mm. with people and it's been such awesome experience and it's honestly just perseverance that's right so yeah like back then I probably would have no idea that I would be in my third season of a podcast with you yeah but we are and that's we've made art and we should be proud of that we're proud of our episodes they're really good episodes some I love some I don't love so much, but again, <laughs> that's like we were talking about before. And another funny thing about art is that other people might love stuff that you don't even love. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, Creep by Radiohead. Yeah. That's a very topical <laughs> example. I don't, I don't know if Tom York hates that song, but definitely the guitarist does, right? Yeah, the story goes that when they were practicing it, Johnny, the, the guitarist, didn't really feel like playing it that day. So when it came to do a, some kind of strum thing he did a really big loud kind of ka-chunk oh yeah trying to ruin it but it kind of made the song <laughs> there's a very distinctive like sound yeah. in the song yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh well maybe that wasn't quite what i thought it was but yeah no, Just... you're right. like, a lot of people like creep and they're like yeah that's cool we like creep but we got other songs <laughs> that must be what it's like to be a musician it's like all of these other songs are like good if not better than creep but you just want our most popular song because you're not yeah. a real fan <laughs> you're not a jazzlin fan you're not a jazzlin yeah all right shall we move on to the next one yeah 
When's this from? 2012. So just a couple of years later, I would have been 21. Dear Alan, firstly, congratulations on reaching your third year of university. Currently, I am writing to... Oh, sorry. Wait, I'm waiting to find out if I received a BA. From the perspective of 2012, it is interesting to read over my previous letters. It is particularly interesting to see what upheld and what didn't. My words from 2010 were particularly striking, as I still aspire to write, despite two more years of knowledge. Or the perspective of a juvenile 15-year-old, me, who believed that first love was forever. (laughs) I wish I knew what you were thinking as you read this letter. Sorry about the incorrect use of tense, it's late at night. What to say? Continue to look after your teeth. (laughs) Love yourself and the one you're with. Nick sits beside me in bed. So this is my other ex-boyfriend, Nick. Sits beside me in bed reading a book on Islam. Uh, congratulations on honours. I hope it works out for you. Give as much as you can. Love as much as you can. Sorry for the sentimentalism, but the very concept of writing letters to yourself, your future self is very sentimental. From Ellen, November 15th, 2012. Aww. <laughs> The my favorite bit is, I wish I knew what you were thinking as you read this letter, and then I say sorry about the incorrect use of tense. It's like, it's like, sorry, I'm not gonna judge you. I am you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what I think is cool about this is that my handwriting is my handwriting now, more or less, and cursive and neater than the previous ones, I guess. But that's basically the exact same handwriting I have now. So at 21. I stopped developing my handwriting. Mm. What I like about this one is that at 21, you were feeling like an adult. You said, now is the time to look back and reflect on your previous Allens. (laughs) (laughs) As an adult now, I look back at this notebook and I am used to my my perspective on what love meant back when I was 15. Stop making fun of me. (laughs) Why did you read this to you thinking you'd make fun of me? I'm not making fun of you. I'm making fun of 21-year-old Alan. <laughs> who as a third-year university student requires a little bit of mocking. <sighs> and it's a little bit like, okay, we just read the letters. We realize that's what was in the letters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, definitely deserves a bit of mocking. But at the same time, these letters make me cringe a lot less than the earlier ones. Especially yeah. the teenage one. And so how's Nick? Your boyfriend, Nick, I noticed that you didn't write that you love him underlined in all caps. I was more grown up then. Right, you're an adult now. He was reading a book on Islam, which my dad suggested, and it was this huge book. And my dad would skim read through most of it, but Nick insisted, because it was he was told to read it, <laughs> to read it from the first page to the last page, and he did it. So good for him. <laughs> <laughs> there is a note in here. Oh, um, do you really want to hear it? from Nick. And read it, read it. Do you really want to hear it? It's cringe. Read it. It's gold. Hi, future Ellian. You're this cutie one. Big snuggles, XOXO, Nikki. You're the cutie one. <laughs> Serious message. Don't ever give up. Keep going, no matter how hard. Aww. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so weird to read out because it's like. That's the sort of way we talk to each other privately. Yeah. Serious message. <laughs> yes, Jaslyn. 
What do you want for dinner? <laughs> That's cool. It's the only person I've learnt right in here. You can hear more about what happened to Nick in our bad date stories episode. That's what he's up to now. He's a good dude. Alright. It's 2017. Oh. Dear Ellen, I guess if I could go back in time and blow your mind, I would tell you that Donald Trump is now the President of the United States, you really like Star Wars, and you were not one, but two partners down the line. It's also a shame that you forgot about this habit for five years. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I'm not a famous writer yet, but I am writing. I have made many scenes and I'm 30,000 words into a novel. See, I'm really proud of those things. Mm-hmm. So I wrote them down and told you about them already. So yeah. shut up, Pastor mm-hmm. Ellen. It's hard work, but I'm getting there. Right now, you were just four days away from finishing your time at the contact center. It's been another five years. Remember that... If it's been another five years, remember the ideas guy asked you to try powdered milk. Have you done that yet? If you haven't caught up with Hen, Hannah, Ollie, Lachlan, Caitlin, or any of the others in a while, ask them how they are. And it's a given that Jaslyn is still around. Aww. Tell her she's bae. Yay. <laughs> so in five years' time, I'll be like, you're bae. <laughs> and you'll be like, bae? What does that even mean? I can't remember. Oh, and then I say, remember Bay? Does anyone say that anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Right now you are with Hamish. He's sweet and loving. Wow, I said that on the podcast. (laughs) You are heartbroken over Kathy. How's that going? Over it? You're still in Wellington. I hope for the future that I'm still making and creating, writing, even if it's for myself. Keep being honest and caring and loving. You are worthy, and no one is more important than you. You don't need to be anything more than what you are now. Ellen, 2007. Aww. <laughs> 17! 2017! <laughs> like, I like that. Well, I don't think it's especially cringe. I think it's, like, no. the right amount of sarcastic and silly, but also sentimental, but not to the point where it's like, oh. And looking back, but, like, not in the way that I was when I was 21, well, I thought I was an adult, mm. like, realising that I actually know nothing and saying, like, hey, Ellen in the future and Ellen's in the past. This is what your life's like now. And the idea of the letters is that when I read them in the future, I'm like, whoa, that is what my life was like. And then if I think about it, my pen was on the paper writing that down and my boyfriend at the time would be right next to me. Like, Nick would have been right next to me. Mm. And it's just bizarre to think that you know, that was me. Yeah. It really does feel like that's Alicia from somebody else. It's really special that you did this. Yeah, I want to keep doing it. Oh, and there's also... <laughs> there's also a letter, on, a letter on the back, and I assume it's from, like, 10-year-old me. It says, do you remember, then don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> deep. So deep. That's my letters to myself. Cool. So, if you could, because you're 20... One-year-old self, or Mm. or 19-year-old self, want to know what you were thinking when you were reading these. If you could send, like, thoughts back down, down the line, down to 2001. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you want to say to your past selves? Stop beating yourself up about your body. It's not going to change from beating yourself up. It does change, but only because you accept and love yourself. 
yeah, don't get hung up on anyone. Just rely on your friends. Like, you're going to go through lots of romantic partners, I'm sorry, and lots of heartbreak, and that's just all part of the journey. You just keep at your education. Definitely go through university. That was a great time. Please take up guitar or a language or something so that I can be fluent in French and really good at guitar. Thank you. <laughs> and like magic. Sacre bleu. Oh my god, it works. Where's your guitar? Uh, upstairs, but no, I, I couldn't talk to my past self, so I'm just as good as I was always. <laughs> I'm kind of bummed that there isn't letters from like 17 year old me or 18 year old me, but I have diaries and stuff so I can read back to what my life was like then. Mm. It's annoying because I'm very bad at keeping journals and I'm like, oh, fuck it. No one cares about what's happening right now. And it's like, but I care. Yeah. Like future me cares about past me and I want to know what I was like then because if I look back, there's just so much evidence of growth and just lessons learned and it's really useful. Mm, That's amazing. So I don't know, like if you liked this episode... And you want to be able to do this for yourself. Maybe just start writing letters to yourself now. Like you won't have them from when you're a kid. But when you're like 50, you can think, oh, that's what my life was like when I was 20 something, 30 something. It's really, it's really a cool thing to do. And I hope that like one day this envelope is too full and I have to move on to another envelope. And then I read them when I'm like 80 something and I'm like, lol, 15 year old Ellen, you're so annoying. (laughs) (laughs) That's my sorry, a wonderful mm. episode. Just one thing I was going to say is mm. that's kind of how I want to go forward. The idea is like looking back on your past self yeah. and reflecting. Yeah. That's S- cool. Saying how much things have changed. Yeah. So sorry. You're wonderful. This is Zoe and Logan from Honestly, a podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. If you have any comments or questions, please send an email to highexpectationspodcast at gmail.com or leave a comment on a post. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at highexpectationspodcast or on Twitter at highexpodcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. Bye! Bye! Jess and I were talking about how annoying it is to eat it out. Um, yeah, um. And people always um, do that. Um, um. Honestly, a podcast touches on everything and anything from pop culture, boy bands, current events, and work horror stories to mental health, problematic faves, body positivity, and so much more. Honestly, it's a chat-style podcast, and as two people who don't know how to be serious... You can expect us to go where the conversation goes and do a whole lot of giggling and making bad jokes in between. Maybe honestly, it can be our always.